Hey, Mark. Hey, Katie. Hey, you want to do a podcast? Yeah. Sweet. Okay. <laughs> Welcome to the Unforget Yourself Show, where we use the power of woo and the proof of science to help you identify your blind spots, get over your own bullshit, <gasps> so that you can do the fucking thing you actually want to do. Absolutely. I'm Mark. And I'm Katie. And we're the founders of Unforget Yourself and the creators of the Unforget Yourself system. Look, being a business owner is tough. Yeah. With vulnerability and with humor, mm-hmm. we'll be sharing with you the real stories behind the success of those brave and crazy enough to start their own business and to show you that you're not alone. You're not. Well, from the accidental entrepreneur to the laser-focused CEO, we have honest conversations about how they got to where they are today. We talk about the challenges that they faced and what they're currently dealing with in real time on their roller coaster journey. Along the way, we want to show you that it's, it's you. You are the most important asset in your business. Yeah, you are. So let's cut the bullshit and start the show. Enjoy. Okay. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show. So today we have with us Virginia Mooskies, founder and CEO of Master Connectors, who help coaches, consultants, and business advisors to add 100K to their revenue without complicated funnels and expensive paid-for traffic by building a referral nexus that walks between the perfect ideal client and takes them through that are ready to buy right to their doorstep. Love that. Virginia, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me, Mark. Oh, you're so, so welcome. Can you expand a bit more on where are you today with your business and who is it that you'd love to work with? Um, I absolutely love working with coaches, consultants, and professional experts um, and by that, I'm, I work with a lot of um, accountants, independent financial advisors, architects, engineers. So they're people that know they need to network. They know they need to do business with people, but they're more introverted and they're a little bit more, um, you know, they have a little bit more challenge getting out there and networking. They're not exactly always the social butterflies. And what they really love is mm. having a system and a formula for for working with people in a way that's efficient, effective, and gets them the results that they want. Likewise, I've got a lot of, you know, social butterflies who are out there thinking, I'm just all over the place. I'm collecting names. I'm collecting addresses. I'm collecting business cards. And I've got, I call it the bag of shame. Have you ever had one of those where you take all the business cards and you stick them in a Ziploc-y bag, but you never followed up with them. So you feel horrible about it's yourself. Hoarding, right? Right. And uh, and so those folks, I teach them what to do with the bag of shame. And so we release we release shame and we release all of that beating yourself up by by creating a framework that can be used to be more effective with all of that extroverted social butterfly time rather than just um, getting dopamine and adrenaline bombs from it. Yeah, because actually having all these things and doing something with it, they're two very different things. So awesome. we yeah. talk with a lot of um, a lot of business owners who, um, and I was one of them, that was so proud of you know, getting referrals and word of mouth. And that's the only way to get business. And it's so amazing. Now, it is. Now, the angle that, that we've spent a lot in this podcast is, cool, but that's not scalable. It's not scalable. You hope it's behind this wall of protection this wall of protection however you have come to this because i think as you say that 98 percent of people 98 of people who are having referrals like referrals don't have a system to work with it it's right. not scalable this is where you come into if this is what you like if this is the way you want to build your business 
well, you've got a system that puts you back in control. Mm -hmm. There's the nuance. Tell me more about it. Okay. So the first thing I would say is that when people say referrals aren't scalable, my answer is talk to Sir Richard Branson about that because everything he does is about his relationship Mm. and the influence that he has garnered and the favor that he has curated with others. He's mm. doing, he does everything he does involves his relationships that he garners with people. And one of the big challenges that I think people have is they, look, I'm paid traffic for me is really awesome. If you have the money to do it and the ability to do it and you're, I don't know, you're selling flashlights, right? Like you're, I'm not going to teach you how to sell flashlights by referral, but if you're a financial advisor, you're not going to build a funnel. You're, if you're a business consultant, like a, like a Gina Wickman entrepreneurial operating system consultant, you need, you need that. If you're thinking, oh, I have an online course. I want to build a business using joint venture partners. Okay. But did you know that on a leaderboard, you could have a hundred people mailing for you and only seven to 10 will get you any performance and only three will actually do anything for you. And you're paying out gobs of money in, in joint venture commissions, which I've done. And I don't think it's a bad thing, but if you're a $50,000 business coach trying to, trying to get to 150, $200,000, and you're giving away 40% of your revenue to a joint venture partner, that means that you have to scale to $400,000, $500,000 to hit the revenue number that you're actually looking for before expenses after JB, JVs, right? Mm. So the thing that makes it completely scalable is understanding that I have referral partners that bring me 50, 60, 70, 80, $100,000 in referrals for goodwill. And I can do the same thing for them, but it's all in the methodology and the way that you work with people that, that creates the scalability. Um, so it's the, it's the intention and the purpose that you bring to this, not just sitting back and hoping and liking that you'll get a referral or a recommendation. It's no, no. How do you actually use this? How do you work through this and make it something that you can be back in control because oh my gosh entrepreneurs we want control we need to take control of our business of our leads and sometimes everything outside of us is not really controllable but you can put frameworks in place so what what was it about this business that you were like yes this this is what i want to be to be doing this is one element that 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 i want to be sort of honing in on what was that like you like yeah this is this is game changing i want to share this with the world short short story is um i worked for a sylvan learning center consortium during the no child left behind years and you know i'm not exactly urban so going into an urban environment and trying to sell tutoring programs Mm. um was very difficult the only way i could do it was to borrow influence of the influencers so i had to find ways to create relationships with influencers that were meaningful by finding out what is it that you need what is it that you want where is where are the gaps in Mm. your world that make you make you less successful than you can be and could i fill in those gaps and in exchange for those gaps would you help me enroll third and fourth graders into my program so would you help me with that and so i started to build that that those relationships but then i started to find that um you know fred 
had assets that he wasn't using, underutilized assets that Ginger needed. And so I was like, huh, you know, Ginger needs that and doesn't have it. And Ginger has this that you need. Why don't you guys talk and see if you can exchange those excess resources that are really, they don't have value when you, when they're excess for you, they're just Mm -hmm. right. And so then I started creating these, these alliances and I was able to grow this, this tutoring division from zero dollars when they hired me, it had been like three years. They had been trying to penetrate the market and it was tens and tens and tens of millions of dollars of opportunity in the franchise territory where these Sylvan learning centers were located. And we went from zero when I started to two and a half million dollars in revenue in the fifth year. That was what we closed. And we mm-hmm. did it a hundred percent without a single dollar in ad spend. It was all based on goodwill, influence, and mutual regard. Mm-hmm. And the um, I was friends with the owners of the Business Network International franchises in my region, the BNI franchises in the region. And she said, "Man, could you teach people how to do that?" And so that's when I said yes, and I opened my that, coach company. That moment there, man, can you teach others to do that? when you have people screaming and asking for this skill, this nuance, this framework that you put on, there is something so beautiful about that moment where, well, you said yes. Beautiful. You followed that. It was so so amazing. So what was it like for you? Because obviously you're passionate about this and you know this crumbs, this can really help people, especially those that like, they don't have the revenue to spend. There is a way of putting the, the power back into I mean, we joke offline about time, energy, money. There's, those are the three resources that we have. And we right. need to be mindful about which ones we use and when we use them. So what's it been like for you as, as you've grown and scaled your business? Um, because, yeah, you, you're helping others to do it, but you've got to do it yourself as well, right? It, you know, that's really interesting because oftentimes, you know, the cobbler has no shoes, right? <laughs> so, you know, sometimes you forget and you try new things. and. Um, I'm always willing to try new things. It's part of my ADHD Mm. bug, right? Like, oh, look, shiny, I'll do that. Oh, look, shiny, I'll do that. Mm. Uh, But I always come back to the basics. I always come back to, am I following my own system? Am I I really delivering and leading in a way um, that demonstrates that this actually works? And uh, so have I gotten off track? Absolutely. I have as much shiny object syndrome as anybody. And I'll tell you the referral world really, really changed when the world closed down in March of 20, was it March of 2020? Right. And I had to rethink and rework and redo because I wasn't, I wasn't sitting across tables at, um, at, local coffee shops. I wasn't pressing Mm. palms, shaking hands, going to meetings. I wasn't flying to Vegas and San Diego and New York and Chicago to go to meetings. I had to figure out the online thing. And I'm, I'm not loath to say that it, it was really hard and, and it was a huge learning curve and, um, we had challenges with it, you know? Yeah. I mean, at that time it was, it's been horrific for a lot of people. But with on on as we go through the business conversation, it's okay. Well, we know it was tough. But what were the benefits that came from that? What are the lessons? What are the skills? What was it? it's like? Okay, that was shit. But oh my gosh, 
this is what came from it. What would you say was that regarding sort of your business and that and that direction? What I would say is, um, as again, as an executive director with BNI and a member of BNI for twenty something years, right? We'd always heard, you know, global network, local presence, global network, local presence, but there was no there was no way to really tap into global network. And so what, what, when the, when the world shut down, a lot of people complained about it, but I just quick did my research. and I was like, well, this is going to be a 24 to 30 month shit show. Like that's what it's going to be. We're not getting out of this. And I knew it was going to last a little longer than say the, the, you know, the Spanish flu, because we weren't letting it burn itself out. Right. We weren't just like letting people die in the streets, digging a trench and flump them in there and then just getting on with it. We were trying to save all these lives. And I knew that that was going to keep us, that was going to keep us longer. Mm -hmm. And I just said, what, you know, what, what's going to make a difference. So we started experimenting and I was willing to question and put up my, put up my entire system for, you know, scrutiny and conversation and we recreated things and we updated things and we made things better. And I, what's exciting for me is that I now, um, I'm super good at facilitating on zoom. I'm able, I was able to expand my network, not only my local network, but my national network and my international network. I have people now from Canada. I have people from South Africa. I just, somebody from Zurich just came into the community. I started Mm. building community. I started being able to reach out to more people. I was home more and, and, and static, more like in a singular place where I could meet more people, connect with more people, have conversations with more people. I learned all kinds of new and great skills and it expanded my world really to be able to, to go through that. And, and I knew it would, because that was the attitude that I brought to it. Like, this is the reality. And I asked myself, if this is the way of the world, like, let's just say we never are, we're never allowed to leave our houses again. What will I do to live a long, fulfilling, happy life? If I can't, if I, if I can never leave my house again, which I knew wasn't ever going to happen. Cause that's never happened in the history of the world. But what if, and I just treated it that way and learned and grew and, and and tried to revamp and re-up my new brand from um, my, this referral alchemy brand was born in, in the pandemic. So it was a whole new level of understanding of what other people thought I did. I didn't brand myself. My community branded me. Well, okay, and- again, listen, again, here's in the second time you said that you listen to what people are saying. Can you do this for me? Allowing the, 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 the people to brand and bring this and, and give it personality and, life is that's kind of kind of so it sounds like it's a very sort of organic way you haven't been forcing and this is what i'm going to do it's follow the nods follow the the winks and the nods from the universe to be able to say okay well where are you taking me maybe i'm being guided so there's something that's kind of beautiful within that so just to sort of fast forward so i know throughout covid you've had some challenges personally health wise which has you know been a huge challenge for you personally mm-hmm. and you had to come through this which kind of changed the way that you you worked and how you approach things can you just briefly sort of speak to that and then how it's enabled you to your, your approach your perception of work yeah. 
you know, we've all heard of Tim Ferriss and the four hour work week and, and all thought like, oh man, I would love to only work four hours a week and, and like have multi-million dollar companies and all of that. Um, the, the near death experience that I, that I had, um, when I, when I was looking for, looking for a way out, like, look at what is this? Nobody knew what it was. Nobody. And, and, um, getting into this, like the thought process of no one is helping me. No one is helping me. And then thinking, okay, you've got to help yourself sometimes. Sometimes Mm. like if you, if you liken this to business a little bit, Mark, we're all looking for the next guru to fix the problem. Like what's, oh my God, I'll just do a Facebook challenge or I'll just do a summit. That'll do it. And we hire up another guru, but we're not really addressing the actual root of who we are, what we truly want. And then with whatever limited assets, resources, or whatever, we're going to go all in on that. And I was all in on what the hell is this and how do I get out of it? Later come to find out when I finally found someone who was able to tell me what it was, he said, how are you even walking? And I said, because the only thing that mattered to me was being able to continue to share my gifts with the world. And I could not do that from a place of constant pain, constant exhaustion, constant, whatever. And so Mm. I also learned, and I think this was really key and it applies to business as well, right? We all have ups and downs and, um, and, and all ins and setbacks and all of those sorts of things. Right. But where, where is your moment of comparison? So when I, if I look to the moment before the illness and I say, this was how strong I used to be. This is how far I used to run. This was the revenue in my business before. And I'm comparing today to the before, then I'm always going to be disappointed and it's going to fuel my disappointment. It's going to fuel my negativity. What I do instead is I say, wow, I went through something really traumatic and there's plenty I can learn from that because I am, I am the sky and that was a storm inside the sky, right? And it has passed. But you know, after the tornado comes by, what happens? There's a lot of damage and there's a lot of cleanup and mm. there's a lot of sifting and sorting. And what is what is worth keeping? What is worth restoring? What is worth just burn it to the ground and let it go, right? What is worth letting go? And so you start to go through that process. Well, I'm doing that with my health. I'm doing that with my relationships and I'm doing that with my business. And I'm constantly saying to myself, all right, so today is July 24th. Where was I one year ago today? Not where was I July 24th at the beginning of the pandemic? Not where was I July 24th before I got sick? Where was I one year ago today? Post hurricane, post tornado, like post shit show. Where was I? And have I made progress? And am I making progress in a way that amplifies who I am? what I want and how I bring myself into the world for those who wish to follow me to make that choice. 
there are these transition points. And right now you're in the middle of a lot of transitions, personal, yeah. health, professional. And the truth is we're, ne- we're never going to not be going through a transition. We're all going to the next phase. So again, to compare yeah. yourself to the, the, the old version, that first level, whatever it might be, is there's a lot that goes into that. You were a different person there, different traits, different skills, things worked, things worked for you. Now this different level is, okay, what, what didn't work? What was actually holding you back? What can you see now so clearly? But what, where do you need to get to? Who is the person that you need to be for this level? And then there'll be a next level and then a next iteration. So right now, I know you're sort of sifting through this and finding out for yourself as you do a lot of, a lot of inner work, which, oh my gosh, one, being a business owner, there is so much inner work. But what's it like as you kind of sift through and realize, oh shit, is that is that necessary? I mean, is is this is this helping me? There's a lot. That question alone can can unearth so much stuff. And to be real and answer that truthfully is oof, can be tough, right? Yeah, I I think where I've settled um, is I started I I've started questioning all assumptions, all of them. So mm. if um, I'm, I'm working with a, with a spiritual guide. And every time I, I, uh, an assumption tumbles out of my mouth, he's like, all right, let's create an experiment. So for two weeks, we're going to go do X. Every time you have this thought, you're going to, you're going to test it. Right. And you know what I've, it's it's been six months, 99% of my assumptions have turned out to be completely false. The outcomes that I thought like, oh, if I say this to Mark, he's going to lose his cool and hate me. No, he didn't. uh, People are like, oh, okay. I accountably quit things. Those assumptions, I just want to pause that because what you said there is, I think that's so critical. I want to pause it, underline it, put it in capital letters at the assumptions that we think are stories that we tell out of the world. The, the, the actions that we try to take as business owners, even down to the, the, the actions of you know, sending emails, making posts, creating offers, all these things. I can't do that because... They won't like me. They'll think I'm hassling them. All these, all this rubbish that we think. Whereas the question that comes back in, hey, how, how many times have you been told this? And traditionally the answer is, uh, well, no one said it, but ah, isn't that interesting? So it sounds like you've been on a similar kind of journey. And it has been very fascinating, right? It has been fascinating to to, to do that and to question all those assumptions. And then the other thing that I just started doing recently, which has been really joyful for me is I'm, 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 I'm doing the Marie Kondo, um, but I'm doing it with every aspect of my life. Not just like, did these shoes bring me joy? Does this bot water bottle bring me joy? But I'm like, does writing emails bring me joy? Not really doesn't okay does creating funnels bring me joy no you know what brings me joy conversations conversations bring me joy so I said okay well I have a business and conversations bring me joy how do I have conversations that monetize how do I have conversations that create clients how do I how do I do what brings me joy in a way that helps me achieve my goals and mm. then you start thinking, then you're asking the right questions, aren't you? 
You're asking yourself the right question when you're saying, I love this. I want to do this. Here's how I want to show up in the world. This is who I want to be in the world. This is where I want to mm. go in the world. These are the things, what brings me joy. And then how do I build a life and a business and choose relationships? Um, and, and there's no doubt quitting relationships is probably the most difficult thing that we as human beings can do because we feel like if I quit that relationship, I'm back in a wilderness, right? So we cling to familiar things because otherwise we're afraid to brave the wilderness and oh what God, that fear of loss right the fear of loss and with being a business owner with growing and evolving there's naturally loss it always happens there is anyway it's it's a natural part but it's one law of nature that we are we're scared of yeah and Brene Brown I just got done uh listening to her uh braving the wilderness and she was like yeah, like you leave civilization and you find out that the wilderness is populated with amazing people who love the wilderness too, right? It's you're not going out into the wilderness and it's like this empty, barren place where the bears are going to eat you. You actually go out there and find your coven or your whatever, right? You're like, you go out there mm -hmm. and they're all there and they take one look at you and say, Welcome home, welcome to the wilderness, right? Welcome. And so I feel like the truly the you should be dead how are you alive you should be crippled how are you walking um the the you know how because i i want joy in my life and i'm not done and that was my choice mm. i could be choosing right now to be in pain i could be choose i could be choosing all of what they told me which is the other thing i'm going to say which is part of it was part of my medical journey but it is part of being an entrepreneur and it's this the limits of someone else's knowledge networks or remaining fucks to give should never be allowed to determine your outcomes so how do you quantify that from a business but how could that one statement alone how do you quantify that how do you bring that into into fruition for how you can apply that to move through business when i'm working with a client they've gone through guru after guru you should do it this way you should do it that way and i mean no disrespect to my colleagues at all but if you sell a thousand of some program and you have 30 finish and you say the other nine, 970 are the problem to me, I'm like, okay, that's, that's okay. But in my mind, you're, what happens to the entrepreneurs is they get into a program, they fail, they get into something else and they fail. And again, this is the work that you do. It's like, why are you failing? Well, because you're not, you're not grounded in yourself. You're not dealing with your own shit. You're not dealing with that. And you're depending on someone else's knowledge to teach you how to be great. You're depending on someone else's network to get you the clients that you need um, without building your own, right? So without curating your own group of people, your own nexus, your own posse that you will, that you run with, that you love running with, that you use to create that. And I, you know, the JV world, that's how it started out. And mm. I'm getting people back to the truth, back to the basics of building those business relationships. And quite frankly, there are plenty of people that 
they are so busy or so wounded or so whatever that they barely have enough. They, they barely have enough bandwidth for themselves and you want them, you want them to care enough about you, you know, and I, I, you know, the Mark Manson, you know, giving fucks, right? Like we've all got this limited number and really what matters is that, you know, what you want. And then you go out and you find the people who have the knowledge networks and the bandwidth to walk alongside you, not drag you kicking and screaming, not put you in a wheelbarrow and push you, but to walk Mm. alongside you and ask you the right questions and give you the, and, and help you with the right skill sets. And that to me is, is, is really all of it. It wasn't until I, I came across, uh, a doctor. Um, he's one of Tony Robbins, um, physicians at fountain life and Mark, quite frankly, this is the other thing I paid a premium. Somebody said, Oh my God, you could buy a car for that. And I said, I think my body and my well being and the rest of how the quality of the rest of my life is at least worth as much as well, a Chevy. This is, this is the only vehicle that truly, truly matters. So there again, we're going full circle now because before we jumped on, we were talking about priorities, how to prioritize in this in this new world for you. Where do you focus your time and your energy? This is critical for all entrepreneurs, especially as you grow and evolve and you're stripping everything down. What's true? What do I focus on? What's the right thing? Time and energy. But this focus, the prioritizing, it's myself. It's what do I want? You know, it's conversations. That's what brings you joy. Cool. How then can you leverage that and use that? Your body needs help. Well, now, how can you work on that? So I think to wrap this all up in a nice, beautiful bow, it's it's about the prioritization. It's about understanding what do, what do you want, not what you need to do. You're not going to mm-hmm. tell people you need a referral system. You know it works for an awful lot of people. You know it won't work for other people. But it's not, here's what you should do. It's, hey, what are you trying to achieve? What do you want? What have you got? Where are we going? Ah, oh, this could be perfect and there's something beautiful about just having that relationship that connection that's what it's all about nice i i think so you know and i and i feel like um that the last thing is you asked about business and i think a lot of us especially when we're starting out we buy a lot of 97 dollar products and a bunch of two 97 oh you need a 27 dollar product the funnel thing right i'll buy a 227 then a 47 you know when I went to go recover my health, I went all in and I found the way mm. on the way to get my, my sad body, my, my disabled body to a clinic in Naples, Florida from St. Louis, Missouri. I found a way to pay for that. I found, a, I found a way to do that because it was important to me to find a way. And any, any time I've ever really invested in myself or in my business at a, some value that really, that, that has not yielded me a result where I've gotten results is I've gone all in on Mm. what I believe, what I believe to be the way to get me where I wanted to go. And, and I've done my research and I've gotten, I've called the testimonials. I've gotten the good, bad, and the ugly, and I've made my decisions accordingly. And that's when I've done really well. And so I would say that all of this, this health journey, um, I've always been that way in business. And I actually used business to save my, like my business principles to save my life. And I think that the, 
that if those principles are back applied to business as I'm getting well, I'm like, okay, these are the business principles that help me build a big business. These are the business principles that save my life. These are the same business principles that will put me back on top where I want to be. These are health, relationship, business. These things are, because as business owners, business personal, it's all so finely woven together. There's once you find these ways of working for you, it's applicable across the board. Look, Virginia, we could talk for, oh my gosh, hours on this. This has been fantastic to discuss this. Thank you so much for, for being here, for sharing your story behind the scenes and dropping so much, ah, oh, so many ideas and principles along the way. Thank you. Well, thank you for having me. I really appreciate the opportunity to share. Oh, you're so welcome. And look, if people want to find out more about you and the work that you do, where can they find you? Um, I really, I'll be honest, I can give you websites and all that kind of stuff. Just connect with me on LinkedIn and mention that you heard me here and we'll start the conversation. I'm way more interested in having a conversation than having you on my list. There we go. Why? Because you said it's all about communication, conversation. That's what you love. Lead by example. Love that. Virginia, welcome to our network. Welcome to this family. It's great to have you here. Thank you for being here. Hey, Katie. Yeah, Mark? Want to do an outro? I sure do. Sweet. Hey, thank you so, so much for listening and making it to the end. Yay, you. So what happens next? Uh, we ask them the things that podcasters are supposed to ask at the end of an episode. Can you please rate, review, download? Subscribe. Mm. Yeah. But why is it important? Because that's how our podcast gets noticed. That's how people find us. It is, and we want all their earballs. <laughs> all the earballs all over the place. We do. Nice. Yeah, so please do all those things. We'll be ever so grateful. And then more people hear your beautiful voice. Or yours. Oh, yeah. <laughs> See you next time. Bye.